Let me take off the graphic and uh, yeah, go for it. In this episode of The Full Nerd, 3060 launch, Radeon 6700 teased, and your questions answered. Uh, let's do that one more time. What? Why? <laughs> You, you, you acted so like you just couldn't tell what, what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm giving them their proper. This is how excited you should be. Oh, this is the re- okay. Emotional okay. response you should have. All right. Well, I missed one. This up. Ep- All right. Damn I missed it. Up you again. can't. Well, are you a replicant? You can't read those things. <laughs> no, I didn't pass the test. In this episode of the Full Nerd, thirty sixty launch. Radeon 6700 teased, and your questions answered! Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 169. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical. Uh, you know, if if you weren't with us during uh, the live show, then then you missed out on some some fun fries memories. Uh, we we just have all these people in the comments still talking about uh, fries and and their experiences. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a real bummer. Pour one out for fries. One day yeah. I'll get myself to a micro center. I, I am looking forward to that. And actually, you know what? I've never been to what, what, Central Computer. Is that what it's called here in the Bay Area? Yes, Central is awesome too. Not you know clearly one tenth the size of fries, but. Uh, for good PC technology experience in the Bay Area, go to uh, Central Computer. And, yes, definitely uh, please patronize your micro center, too. I highly recommend it. Great store, a lot of good stuff, good walk-in prices on those CPUs. Well, I, I wonder if I if I give micro center a call right now and say, oh, hey, I'm looking for those RX 3060s. Do you think they'll have any in stock? You know, they may actually have them in stock, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. because you got to physically go to the store to buy it to sell out on eBay. you got to mm-hmm. scalp it to buy it to sell to a miner for $2,000. So, Well, no, I thought, I thought the mining was taken out of these cards. I thought you can't mine on these cards. What's the, I, I'm so confused about this launch. Can you, it, Brad, can you get them? Can you mine on them? <laughs> are, are, they, are they worth it uh, compared to a 3060 Ti? Like, tell us your review, Brad. Yeah. Uh, I don't personally have a review because my review sample was delivered to FedEx for overnight delivery eight days ago, and, uh, it was stuck on the other side of the country that entire time, but the card still launched today, the GeForce RTX 3060, and I can talk plenty about it. I've read all the reviews. I actually got my card this morning about two hours after the embargo lifted, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, perfect timing. Uh, but yeah, that came out today, ostensibly $329 for the RTX 3060. Uh, yes, NVIDIA. MSRP. NVIDIA, MSRP. <laughs> uh, NVIDIA oh, I want to get to that in a bit. Uh, NVIDIA puts did indeed put some special sauce inside of these cards to half the mining rate when it detects that you're... Mining Ethereum specifically, which is the GPU-driven cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin alternative. That's been a big problem getting all the miners wanting these cards is because graphics cards kick butt for Ethereum. It's very proper right now. But whenever you do it on the 3060, you know, uh, 50% reduction in performance, which is pretty good for gamers, unless you're hoping to recoup some of your costs on inflated pricing by mining in return. Uh, 
That being said, another interesting first in this card is it has resizable bar support. So that's the PCIe feature that AMD uh, kicked off with smart access memory. That's basically branding for the PCIe resizable bar technology, which basically gives your CPU full access to your GPU's memory rather than just chunks of it at a time. It, it can improve performance. It's highly dependent game to game, what settings you're using, even what resolution you're playing. It, it varies wildly, but you can gain a few percentage points here and there. You can gain up to 10% depending on the game. Uh, so that's cool. It's, you know, stock in the RTX 3060 BIOS. And NVIDIA said they're going to be rolling out resizable bar support via new BIOSes for all the rest of the 30 series by the end of March. Hmm. So that's coming soon, as NVIDIA it, promised. And real quick, is that, uh, is that something that then the, the partner cards will have to implement on their own as well? So if yeah. so that you, you have to wait. It's got to hit the... the uh, the yeah. reference cards and then the partner cards. Okay. Yeah, NVIDIA makes its own Founders Edition cards, so we can roll that out really easy. Uh, these are not simple driver updates; they're BIOS updates, which is a little more complicated and hairy. But it should wind up being pretty close to a one-click installer, and you just want to make sure the hmm. power doesn't go out while you're doing it. <laughs> but only for people uh, who have uh, AMD systems. For right now, uh, it it works on a uh, X570. Uh, B550, the newer cards, you need uh, a Ryzen 5000 chip. And actually, a lot of motherboard makers have rolled out last-gen or current-gen Intel support for motherboards. But you have to go do that BIOS update, and it tends to be more of the higher-end motherboards. So you, you got some options. But for the actual performance, you know, I, I read all the reviews this morning, watched all the things. Gamers Nexus had a hilarious intro. Uh, it's fine. It's great. Seems it's fine. Seems to be the synopsis. Uh, it's the thirty sixty is roughly on par with last generation's twenty sixty super twenty seventy kind of a deal. Uh, so for and those cards cost four hundred bucks, and the thirty sixty is three hundred thirty. So it's a small price reduction for that level of performance, but everyone's like, eh, like the 3060 TI and all the, the 3080 are much better value propositions as far as bang for buck goes hmm. in a sane world where you could buy any of these anyway. So I'll have my own review hopefully next week, but did, it's fine. <laughs> did, did you see anyone talking about the whole, uh, more, more Ram, uh, more VRAM compared to the 3060 yes. TI? Definitely. So this has 12 gigabytes of RAM. This card is really for high-end 1080p gaming, maybe some modest 1440p gaming, depending on the actual title. That's what the GPU can handle. And the 12 gigabytes is overkill, as you would expect for 1080p gaming. It, I'm glad that they went with it nonetheless, because with the 192-bit bus like it has, it could either have six gigabytes, which it no doubt was the original intention for NVIDIA, or 12 gigabytes, the way the technology works out. Uh, and six would not have been enough if you wanted to use this for 1440p gaming going forward, I think. I think a 1440p card really needs to have uh, at least eight gigabytes of memory. And so I'm glad they put the 12 gigabytes in. It doesn't 
materially affect performance. You're never going to hit that with what this card's capable of. But it's good that they have it. Hmm. More memory is better. But does, uh, does, it, is... does it feel like it holds back the 3060 Ti then? I think that's, you know, we've answered this before, but just kind of recapping. And... I really wish the 3060 Ti had more memory uh, because there are games at 1440p where even 8 gigabytes of memory is like getting close, getting close. I still think 8 gigabytes is good for 1440p gaming and will be for the near future. But come two or three years from now, I think 8 gigabytes might be kind of, you know, holding it back a little bit. But 3060 Ti, I think, is a better value proposition all around. And that seems to be the consensus today of the reviews that I saw. This card is just like, eh, it, it, it really... The price is a bummer. So let's talk about let's talk about price because that's the real thing. Price and availability. Obviously, you can't buy it now, right? Everywhere it's already sold out. Uh, Nvidia's pitching this as a 10, 1060. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a ten sixty replacement. So the GTX ten sixty is the most popular card on Steam. Uh, it's two generations old at this point. Nvidia is pitching the thirty sixty as a replacement for it. Uh, what kind of stinks is that the 1060 when it came out was 250 bucks, and the 960 was 200 bucks. This card is 330 bucks, so it's uh, it's 80 dollars more than the 1060 was. So even in a world where you could buy these for the price they're supposed to be at, that's a big price increase from the 1060 to now. So I, I consider that kind of a bummer. One interesting thing is that every manufacturer I saw on Newegg this morning had a model that did hit that MSRP price, so $329. So that's cool. Uh, my guess would be NVIDIA is making them do that since they all did that. <clears throat> but the bigger deal is, aside from those baseline MSRP models, manufacturers are charging crazy prices <laughs> for these cards Typically, if you have a mid-range card like this or a mainstream card like this and, you know, you throw a big badass cooler on it, uh, in this price class, you'll charge maybe 50 bucks more for it. So that would be roughly 380 bucks. Usually a little bit less if you're trying to be competitive. But I went through Newegg this morning and the cheapest overclocked model that's not that baseline model was $400 for the EVGA XC Gaming. Uh, the other manufacturers, let's see here. Uh, MSI is charging $470 for its overclocked, so $150 markup. Uh, Gigabyte is charging $480, so $160 markup. Uh, ASUS is charging... 500 bucks for the tough and 520 bucks for the ROG Strix. So this is uh, supposed to be a $330 card. The ROG Strix is 200 bucks more. <laughs> and that's that's mind-blowing. <laughs> like that's just the world that we're in these days. But uh it's clear that the the AIBs definitely want their slice of the increased profits too cuz 200 bucks extra over the the MSRP is just just wild. Like you would expect to see that on the flagship card. Like when the 30 if you see a $200 premium for a swanky 3090, you're expecting to pay that cuz you're paying 1500 bucks, but to go from 330 bucks to 520 bucks is just just wild. 
And judging from the past launches for the RTX 30 series this year, as well as the Radeon cards, don't expect to see much stock of those $330 models go into stores. Uh, these super expensive premium ones are going to be the ones that uh, the board partners make and put out in high quantity would very much be my guess. So do do any of those expensive ones perform more than uh than a high-end 1080p gaming uh, are those solid 1440p cards so no, no there really is just that. like the same as every other rtx thing they're a little bit faster like uh, a really hot clocked one uh i think i was looking at tech power ups reviews gets two to five percent more performance well that's but, worth 200 bucks but the difference with those premium coolers is the noise and the thermal levels which which is a tangibly and you get you know dual bioses and stuff like that which is a tangible like experience thing yeah and those are all worthwhile but i don't know if it's two hundred dollars worthwhile i don't even know if it's like i said the evga xc gaming is the most modest price increase it costs 400 bucks so it has a 70 dollar upcharge and usually it's not worth that price premium like 400 bucks is the price of a 3060 Ti, theoretically. So, hmm. just a rough time. <laughs> I, I have so many questions. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know where to start, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of want to go back to the mining stuff real quick because, you okay. know, like, on one hand, the idea of taking out mining features is to help availability, right? Mm -hmm. But. They only did it to uh, hash-related stuff, or Ethereum specifically. Yeah. Uh, so it's not taking out all mining capabilities. It's just taking out one avenue. Well, yeah, they have to be... Ethereum is the big driver behind this in Ethereum alternates. There are other alternative coins that th this can still mine, uh, but they are much less popular. They're much less profitable. Mm -hmm. Ethereum is the big dog they're gunning for. Uh so nerfing that in half is a big deal because the uh, I was looking at Tech Yes City's review today, and he was saying that this puts out 19 hash hash rates per second, mega hashes or whatever, uh, for the 3060, and the 2060 did 30. So this is significantly slower than last gen tech. Hmm. So, you know, if if miners aren't able to get around that, that's probably a good thing for availability for gamers. NVIDIA hmm. said they're not going to roll this out to already released RTX 30 series cards, which makes sense because people have already bought those cards with that feature enabled. And it would really suck to take it away now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a smart play by NVIDIA right now, what they can do is they rolled out mining-specific GPU line based on Turing that they're, they're telling miners, hey, you can buy these mining-specific cards going forward. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA rolls out its expected like uh, 3070 Ti, uh, 3080 Ti refreshes that have been rumored that also have this mining block in place and it lets them come back with new cards that have more memory to fight AMD's Radeon push because I think NVIDIA was caught a little bit flat-footed by AMD having so much memory in his cards. So I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA 
puts this fix in place, it uses that as an excuse to roll out new cards with more memory sooner than later. Hmm. Well, so the, the other end of it then is that are some people are like, hey, listen, I want mining available to me because then I can help pay for these crazy prices on the cards, uh, you know, because yep. right now, I mean, everything's sold out, whether yeah. that's miners, whether that's obvious, uh, you know, uh, increased demand, either, either way, the people who did get them can't theoretically recoup their costs. So I like, I, it is kind of a weird, which one do you want? Uh, which kind of scenario? Because you take it does suck when a company takes something away from you, even if you don't use it. It just sucks to be like, dang, they took that away from me. Uh, but at the same uh, time, see, it, it, they're 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 not really taking it away because the cards that they've already launched with that capability still have it. Uh, it's not going to be available in the gaming GeForce cards going forward, or at least for this one particular SKU. Who knows what Nvidia is doing going forward? I wouldn't be surprised if it's the new normal for them. Uh, but segmenting features isn't new when you're talking about doing it for profits. Look at the Quadro lines. Look at Tesla. Like what that is is NVIDIA saying we're only putting these features in for these specific lines. You're using these to make money, so you can only get this feature in Quadro cards, and you got to pay up for that. This is kind of doing the exact same thing, but just for miners. I have a question on that, though, because – for feels like four to five months, we've been hearing people say NVIDIA and AMD really need to nerf mining capability of these cards because these miners are killing us. We can't get these cards for gaming. We want to play games where we've been your loyal customer base for decades. You need to do something about these miners. Okay, we're going to do something. Why did you do something about <laughs> these miners, NVIDIA? I'm like, I was really surprised because some of the reaction I saw there was like, NVIDIA is just... They're being horribly uh, uh, greedy because they're taking this away. They're trying to sell more. It's like, I don't understand because have you not been hearing people complain about this for months? And then now they try to do something and now they're being beat up over that. What Do you think that's fair or not? I mean, I personally view it as a good thing. Like, I think mining has clearly become a real significant problem over the last half decade. And I think this is a good thing. I also see the side that says, hey, now they're artificially nerfing performance and something. I don't like to have artificial segmentation in in my hardware, which I get as well, because that means you're just going to start charging for it, uh, which was what they're doing with the mining line. So I see both sides. I think as a person who is interested in playing video games and being able to buy a graphics card to play video games with, I think it's a good thing. I'm with you on that, Brad, actually, because I, I do think it's it's something they have to address because, and you, especially from a business point of view, you would think like, you know, just somebody buying your stuff is, hey, does it matter? You know, you made $5 billion in the quarter. You're going to make $5 billion quarter. Who, what does it matter? But, you know, it is such a boom and bust market that it can really screw with everything when you're suddenly yeah. left. When it blows up. And then nobody wants these things. You're suddenly just left with these cards and you're left holding the bag, which has happened to both NVIDIA and AMD in the past. So that's I what happened. That. Last time this happened, you remember uh, that the Turing line, the RTX 20 series got off to a real slow start. Uh, part of that reason is because it offered terrible price to performance compared to the previous generation. So 
I mean, they didn't move the needle much while, while they were rolling out RTX. Uh, but another part of that is because right before that came out is when the last big mining boom happened. So right before the RTX 20 series came out, the market was flooded with used 1080s and 1080 TIs and stuff like that. So people were buying those rather than RTX 20 series cards, which just tanked NVIDIA for a few quarters. And I can see why they want to get around this. And it looks like that new mining line is based on Turing. So this isn't even something they have to you know, keep going at all times. They don't have to develop new chips for it or anything like that. They can just be like, hey, mining's coming back. Let's roll out last generation's thing and put out some chips and, you know, have our cake and eat it too. Yeah, actually, I never thought about it in terms of, hey, they already have the Quadro line, right? You know, like they, they're already, they already had that segmentation in place. This is kind of trying to add another segmentation. Hey, this is the mining line. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. th- you know, I, I think... There's there's a couple people in the chat bringing up kind of a a, a side thing of uh, that the nerfing is only going to go so far that that probably in a couple weeks miners are going to you know put their own firmware or drivers on this and kind of get around it then it's going to be a moot point then it's like mm-hmm. you know I I don't know it's it's kind of hard to be like well they're they're going to crack it anyway so f it let's not try anything like I, I don't necessarily think that's the right approach but i mean what what about that i mean cuz there there probably is going to be a workaround for this and then we're going to be back that, to square one that was my initial thought as well i actually put that uh, in my article when i wrote about nvidia you know rolling out these anti mining measures cuz the the big gpu mining farms they make bank and they have money to invest in custom drivers and custom BIOSes and stuff like that. But NVIDIA's Brian Del Rizzo, their PR director, uh, came out and said, this is more than just drivers. This is more than just BIOS. There's special handshakes with the hardware. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, so, yes, they can definitely. Miners can definitely write custom BIOSes, write custom drivers. They have the money and desire to do that. Uh, but depending on how NVIDIA implemented this, it's going to be a lot harder than you might think at first blush, is hmm. my guess. We'll have to see how it is, but they seem pretty confident that in their anti-mining capabilities here. Hmm. I mean, if if it does prove to be true, then I, th- I think the, the anger is in like, okay, well, if these big mining farms get around it anyway, then all it does is hurt the small people who uh, the, the CMC night. Or no, no, I'm sorry. David Richard in the chat says he likes to run his GPU at night when he's not using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just kind of like a, an offhand kind of thing. So, yeah, pay for your pizza it's, and it's, beer, right? It's it's a complicated thing. Also, uh, LaSalle Rhymes the Third gave us five dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, he said it's bad when my RTX 2070 is much better than a new RTX 3060, and I got the 2070 three hundred dollars new a few months ago. Is it is it much mm-hmm. better? Uh, or, or uh, it's roughly it, it depends on the game and the workload if we're talking about gaming performance i assume here uh yeah it varies it's between a 2060 super and a 2070 which are basically the same thing anyway so so gen on gen upgrade is it's just not worth it probably no definitely not some of the other cards in the the rtx 30 series they definitely were like the 3090 is a big step up over the 2080 ti if you like that kind of thing and the 3060 ti is a huge upgrade as well 
but this 3060 is like eh, it's it's fine i would have liked it to be cheaper but it doesn't matter in today's market anyway yeah i was looking on newegg i couldn't find squat so it was nothing those prices are nuts. I, I i wouldn't pay those prices for those custom cards like there's no uh, a 60 class card if you are coming from a 1060 like nvidia's keen to market you paid 250 dollars for that card and these cards are selling new today as priced by the partners and uh, Newegg and stuff at $500. Like, that's not a replacement. Like, I would not pay that price for a 60-class card. Like, go play GeForce now. Y'all are getting sick of me hearing this, but $500 for a 60-class card is ludicrous. I would, I would rather have a console. If you can get that, come on, that's the yeah. same thing. You can get that a lot easier. You, you yeah, game, you, 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 know. you can yeah. in person, especially. Yeah, so somebody yeah, is it said better now. Somebody said that they've been in the e, uh, EVGA uh, queue since like October, uh, mm-hmm. but there, there's people I've I've known who have been able to get uh, a console, you know, within within a couple of weeks, if not a month. Um, oh, so it's slightly better. Yeah, you know who knows. Um, but somebody said earlier, uh, I, I wanted to get. Uh, you guys take on it. Somebody said earlier that that mining has destroyed PC gaming. Is that it, consoles didn't destroy PC gaming? It was mining all along. Do you think that's true? It wasn't the consoles. It, it mining right now, but don't forget that even if mining is nerfed, uh, mining wasn't blowing up when the thirty eighty came out. Mining wasn't blowing up when the thirty seventy came out. You couldn't buy them then either. It's a pandemic. The pandemic and mining together is just crushing. But yeah. I don't think the consoles had anything to do with it. Well, plus scalpers too, right? So everything is yeah. just kind of, it's just that perfect storm of every single thing adding up to be terrible. So Terrible. Like a 60-class card selling new on launch day for 520 bucks. Yes, it's like the Rock's Tricks, which is way overbuilt, like in a good way. Like those are good cards. But five hundred and twenty bucks for a sixty class card, new, not scalped. That's that's crazy to me. So I have to ask you though, Brad. What do you, what are your feelings in that? Because it sounds to me like, you know, the ad I'm adding board vendors is like, you know what? We're going to do some profit taking here. We, we need money to run too. We're just going to sell this thing for five hundred dollars. We're going to mark it up over the you know the base card. But you know, normally we're just giving all the profits to distributors and to the retailers. We're going to do some profit taking of our own on this card. I ain't mad about, about it. I'm not, I'm not mad about it them. If I was in their shoes, I would do the same thing. If you know, you're putting out a graphics card and charging three hundred thirty bucks for it, like this is supposed to be, and it is selling for five six hundred bucks. Like you'd be nuts not to try to get a slice of that pie for yourself. As, as a I would do that as a person, but especially as a business where, you know, your whole point of existence is to make money. Like, yeah, but I can, I, does it risk angering the customer base though? I probably, I'm sure there are people like, like me right now going, you want how much 500 bucks for a 60 class card, but it is what it is right now. I think the real test is going to be what happens to these prices. Once things do hopefully start getting back to normal, like, once they do start being more available, maybe you can walk into a store and buy one or go on Newegg. If they get back down closer to the levels where we would hope they would be, you know, under $400, I think it's going to be no harm, no foul in the long term. But if this these prices end up sticking for the long term, I think people are not going to be. 
Which remember that that was a lot of the reason why people were angry at the the twenty series was hey you know prices are going up but my my traditional gaming performance isn't necessarily going up the, the same amount and we were we were like oh man is that same thing going to happen with thirty series are prices going to go up it, it's obviously a different reason why <laughs> things are going up the mm-hmm. way they're going up but yeah it's it continues it's, to climb it's, yeah it's it's kind of depressing I'm I'm hoping things get a little bit more saying i hope amd manages to stay competitive like it has been with the 6800 like this this generation is the first time in a while where amd is able to take a shot at nvidia's high-end crown and that hasn't happened in a long time so i'm hoping once all this world craziness all this mining craziness you know settles down then that competitiveness will especially with intel looking to enter the field as well uh, starts to drag pricing back down because between mining and NVIDIA jacking up the prices with the 20 series, like graphics cards cost a lot more than they used to and you don't get a whole lot more performance like at the same price level as you used to. Like a 60 class, like the 3060 is ideal for ultra 1080p gaming from the reviews I saw today. That's 330 bucks is the MSRP. It was the same deal with the 1060. That was for ultra 1080p gaming, maybe some entry level 1440. That was very true with the 1060. So you're getting the exact same price, uh, the exact same performance level, roughly. I hope this is making sense for much more money now. So it's not like prices, like these cards are getting more expensive and you're getting a whole lot more for them. You're getting the same basic experience. We are getting ray tracing. That's true. That's didn't true. get that. DLSS is the real thing. Actually, yeah, there, there's a whole there's... whole new host of games that just added DLSS too as well. Did anybody look at the compute performance? Because I mean, that definitely. I've been looking at it on laptops, and Ampere just kicks the crap out of out of Turing and in uh, in all I'm... things compute based. I mean, it was just smokes. It, these the 30 series laptops just destroy 20 series and compute stuff. So I that is definitely one one valuable. Uh, metric, but only <laughs> for those who need it, of course. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was looking at traditional gaming performance because, like I said, I wasn't able to review it myself, and I knew I was going to have to talk about it here. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it'd be interesting. I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah, at the. Uh, just... I just wanted to bring up. Uh, uh, I always say it wrong. Puget, right? Puget Systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they don't have anything today. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I've been impressed though on the laptops. It's it's in, it's the compute performance difference is huge. So even between the high wattage parts and the the max, you know, previous max Q parts, it's they are just they are really really offering a lot of compute performance for rendering and and yeah. uh, 3D artists and all that stuff. But clearly I tested that's a the small the audience 3090 extensively for compute and you know production stuff and it whomped on previous gen stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if that keeps going forward okay well uh you know might whomp on this 3060 is a rx 6700 xt possibly mm-hmm. maybe yeah. if that's what it maybe. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so amd went to get in front of today's nvidia launch by yesterday announcing that they're gonna 
reveal their next graphics card on March 3rd. So next week, next Wednesday or Thursday, AMD is going to show off its next Radeon card. Uh, is, is it a live stream? First half. Uh, it's going to be a stream. I'm not sure if it'll yeah. be live. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, it probably <laughs> will be pre-recorded so yeah well i mean yeah i just i yeah. just mean maybe, maybe we'll talk over it i don't know i didn't realize yeah. it yeah so that's next week uh they didn't say what they're going to announce uh obviously you would expect it to be the 6700 series in some form uh 6700 and 6700 xt would be a good bet but you know nothing official yet uh, i'm going to be curious to see how that performs actually because the price and performance will probably make a difference. Uh, the rumors that are going around the internet right now is that it has the same number of shader cores uh, as, or building bricks as the 5700 XT. So all the same, you know, internal configuration, but with the updated RDNA uh, 2 architecture. So I'll be interested to see how much of an uplift moving from RDNA 1 to RDNA 2 will make in that card if that does, in fact, wind up having identical core counts. Do we do we have a, a guess as to, to price range-ish for this? Uh, if it's that, the 5700 XT was $350, I want to say. No, that one was $400, and it went... Yeah, it was $400, and it went... You know, toe to toe with the 2070, which cost 500 bucks at the time. So, if it is that, I would expect it to. It's all going to depend on how close it gets to the 3060 Ti versus the 3060. I personally expect it to fall in the middle. Like, I wouldn't expect it to be as fast as the 3060 Ti. Hopefully, I'm wrong because the, the 6900 XT wound up being a lot better than I expected it to be. So it'll depend on where the price performance falls there. I'd expect it in the middle. And like we're talking today right now with the prices, who knows? Like they they could be anything. You got to remember that with the 6800 series, they were ostensibly priced at like the 6800 XT was what? 700 bucks? No, 650 bucks to be 50 bucks under NVIDIA's 3080 price. But then the custom cards came out, and they were all priced to match the flagship price of NVIDIA cards. So what gets announced as the price is not going to be the reality in the real world. So I don't want to speculate too much on it. <laughs> uh, real quick, South Memphis gave us a $10 sticker. Thank you so much. That's that's awesome. It's awesome. A, it's this, like, controller thing, like, crossing his arms with, like, the... Yeah. The, the the gamer sunglasses drifting onto its face really good thank you thank you so much appreciated um do what what can you what can you what can you kind of speculate about that that uh dual blower design uh do, do you like that that shroud that uh that aesthetic that they're going for uh it looks i'm sorry dual fan design not blower. 6800 i think it looks the same as the 6800 I don't know. Does it look different? Because well, it only has two fans, right? Out. Not three. Yeah, two fans, a big <sighs> R in the middle. Uh, the the yeah, teaser video right. didn't have very many, um, didn't have any close-ups of the ports, but, you know, pretty generous. Dual slot card. No idea of the power consumption needs on it from the teaser, but, you know, I, it'll be more mainstream than previous launches. I, I think um, 
obviously the the one thing I I as I noted in in the story I wrote about it is just just how depressing it all is. I mean, it's just sort of uh, the reaction, you know, AMD fans, let's be honest, can be very loud, very proud, passionate, and very passionate. And their passion is even their, even their optimism for a lot of AMD fans is like, Oh God, it's just like, and it's just like, I mean, like the 3060 today, it's just like, Oh God, it's just sort of like, I, 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 I feel like I need like to, um, seek therapy because it's just sort of like you're so beat up at this point it's just like we're talking it's like we should just all take a vacation for 24 months and come back to this and talk about it when it gets back to normal but this i mean the the reaction we don't know because i I do hope amd surprises us and like hey we built up the stock these things we're going to be sending that to everybody for free we know that's not going to happen but no i just feel like it's just like it's just ridiculous it's just gotten actually ridiculous at this point right and just it's just yeah. insane, and I. It does feel like why even bother to talk about it at this point, you know? Yeah, I, that's I, when they put that tweet up yesterday. I, I scrolled through the comments underneath it, like I scrolled through like the first fifty or so. They were all, "Why bother? You can't get it. Can you actually get this one?" Like literally, like twenty, thirty, fifty comments were all that theme. So, yeah. yeah. What I'm it's, really it, hoping to see at that event is. More information about Fidelity FX Super Resolution, their DLSS competitor, because that is the thing that's really holding uh, AMD cards back now. Like, DLSS is awesome. It is magic. And it's starting to get put into a lot more games. It just got added to... Rainbow Six Siege, right? Uh, Yeah, Unreal Engine. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege got NVIDIA Reflex. Yeah, it got automated. I think it was Unreal Engine. Yeah, I don't think it was Unity. I think it was Unreal. No, it was Unreal. But anyway, yeah. it's just got added. It just got added to that, so it's probably going to start working its way into a lot more games very soon. And that makes all the difference. Like for ray tracing and stuff, AMD cards just can't compare to an NVIDIA card with DLSS for ray tracing. And even not for ray tracing, if you can flip on, you know. DLSS in the game, it tremendously boosts your performance. And so AMD needs to roll out super resolution as quick as it can. So I'm hoping to, if not having the official launch, like that could be the one more thing. One more thing. Hey, we're launching this today. Go play Cyberpunk on your 6800. <sighs> uh, at least give us more information about it. That's what I hope. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know anything. I'm just pure speculation here but i i wonder if they'll lean into it even more than just a one more thing because this would apply also to the consoles as well right so you can talk about the cards you can talk yeah, then, then you can lean into super resolution not only in relation to these cards but also into the consoles because if you can get up there and show console people like hey you know what your frame rates just uh like you know jumped mm-hmm. up uh because a lot of console that's, people that's what their pitch for this is yeah right so a lot and a lot of console people are are, yeah. are now all of a sudden uh, high refresh rate uh, converts. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. Welcome to the life, or, or at least or at least <laughs> yeah. smooth sixty That's rather good, than I smooth mean, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big advantage, though. AMD has been playing that up. It could, you know, obviously that it takes time for those benefits to roll in, but if. It, it is a great it is a great message for hey developers are going to support our super res feature because 
they basically give free performance to PlayStation and Xbox gamers. So, right. I, I mean, I I know you weren't as excited about it, Gordon, but the uh, the the Xbox team was talking about uh, being able to boost frame rates in uh, in some of their older uh, titles too. So you know, there's there's definitely a lot of movement around that space of like, hey, you know what? The, these new consoles are are helping all games perform even better. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, it, it would be a fun thing to, to be able to touch on. Cause I mean, there's only so much they can talk about new cards, especially if people are going to get so angry that they can't buy them. Right. Uh, it's going to be low stock too. It's going to yeah. be, we've talked about this on the past here. Like I really think with all the supply constraints that AMD is having with TSMC, only being able to make so many chips and the consoles rising, you know, uh, and Radeon cards, all the new ones are all those seven nanometer wafers, and the Radeon cards take the biggest dies and sell for the least amount of money, so they're probably at the bottom of the totem pole as far as availability. Yeah. So it's not, don't, don't I, expect to have a bunch at launch. And even looking at the scal- the, the amount of scalped hardware that sold, mm-hmm. AMD's just tiny versus NVIDIA, right? It's all it's on mm-hmm. I was I've been in, interviewing a scalper, and this person said, he doesn't even bother with AMD or she. This really? It's like not worth it. Oh, huh. Interesting. Yeah, like the with the person is like, oh, yeah, Radeon, it's too expensive to try to scalp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. The huh. tables have turned. <laughs> that's a, that's I was also... thinking we're going to get to the point where the miners are complaining about the scalpers. Like, oh, oh my <laughs> God. I used to be able to buy like 50, 30, 70s and just kind of like, scal- but the scalpers are killing me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Over on mining podcast, these scalpers, they need to do something about these scalpers messing up my mining, even though I'm messing it up for the gamers. Do something about this AMD and NVIDIA. Don't you care about us miners? I just got my second gold-plated Mercedes. That's not enough. Yeah. 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 It's almost like uh, how uh, people don't hack Macs. It's not because they're more secure. It's just... Like why? Why do it? It's such a a small percentage of users out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just think that would be just awesome, though. The the hearing the miners complain about the scalpers. There's got to be a former <laughs> forum where they're just like these scalpers are killing me. The scalpers it's are terrible. the worst, right? This is the worst. The scalpers <laughs> are. Yeah, I, you know, I, I we've had people in the in the chat try to you know. Or you know, be like, hey, mining. You know, I, I'm I'm able to do it on my free time. No, nobody's nobody's willing to come in here and be like, oh yeah, I scalp on my free time. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the it's definitely the 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 least respected of, of everybody. But I just kind of wonder, like, could you like could you be like on Reddit or a forum, like, oh man, these scalpers are just killing me. That's just terrible. It's like, yeah, I know. I was trying to get a 3060, and it's like, what what do you do? I I'm a scalper. I have about <laughs> 75, 3080s, and it's like, yeah, you're not going to get any sympathy from me, but... I still... I hate it, that scalping is a thing, but I don't hate on the scalpers for doing it, necessarily, because, you know, times are rough these days, man. Get your money. I, I've done it before. I, yeah. I bought two PS3s, <laughs> so... And flipped him for really? money. Yeah. Oh, Adam, you just admitted on the air you've done it as well. So that was a long time ago. No. That was a, a much younger Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that I I think that mining is more of a long term problem because that will just be boom and bust. I mm-hmm. think scalping solves itself once there's adequate supply. So yeah. 
hopefully world events change. You know, you get enough supply out there. And, you know, the scalpers are just really opportunists. You know, they're there to mostly make money. I understand it. But they go away once that the money to be made isn't there. So it's really the mining, mining that's sort of the, the longer term issue for AMD and, and NVIDIA and gamers. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if 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 they stick with then segmenting, hey, we have three different lines. We've got, you know, quadros, we have mining cards, we have uh, chief course cards. Uh, that might be interesting. Yep. Maybe if if in if AMD doesn't have similar anti-mining technology put in place for these cards, they're going to be very hugely in demand with miners. I don't think anybody can. I mean, you know, it's they're all scripted so mm-hmm. i i just don't think anybody can really get get around them so it's just really a supply issue right now mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that's that we Logis- can't solve logistics man logistics are wild right now too <laughs> shipping is still one of the big issues the tariffs the shipping costs the shipping time like i can under like it's crazy to me like i've been saying 500 bucks for a 60 class card but between tariffs and shipping costs alone, like that's a big chunk of that. Like it is much more expensive to get this hardware moved around these days, much less just made. So I understand it stinks. Like I was like my review sample, like it was sitting at FedEx for eight days because of logistics issues. Like that's not even due to the pandemic. It's just, you know, that's what it's like these days. Do you, I have a question. Do you think, like, this is like a perfect storm for somebody to step in and be a big hero and introduce a new graphics card this time. Do you think, I know, I don't know what the plans are for Intel, whether it's really later this year or early next year on their gaming card. But if they really pushed out a, you know, 3060 Ti, 3070 competitor at a reasonable price and with enough inventory that they they could actually sell it at a reasonable MSRP couldn't isn't this like a, the perfect opportunity for Intel to just make a huge entry into into uh, discrete graphics yeah definitely it could be depends on how it all gets played i think those are getting made at TSMC as well yeah so <laughs> right yeah so that's the problem too right but I yeah mean, it, just, is, it is it is it's a great opportunity right now with everything being so crazy if if they can figure out a way to have a good card at a good price, like that's a lot more than we can say for AMD and NVIDIA right now. Theoretically, these cards that AMD and NVIDIA have are good cards at good prices. Like if you look at MSRP and stuff like that, but it's not the case in reality. Right. Uh, I just want to throw that disclaimer out there in case <laughs> AMD or NVIDIA is listening. I'm not dumb. I think your cards are good in a vacuum. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I think they understand everything is inverted by the... Yeah. Uh, as BB walks across, uh, Trickshot uh, says uh, it's time for for Apple to step in and make their own discrete GPU. Huh? Would you <laughs> Would you buy a gamer branded Apple GPU for your PC, Gordon? Yeah, I mean, to, it it doesn't matter who makes it. It's it's just got to be the right price at the right performance, and as long as they're going to support it. And if Apple actually did step in. To make like we're gonna this we're gonna jump in and make the world's best gaming GPU at the lowest price at price performance. Hell yes, you should buy it. I don't care who makes it because that's that really should be the the philosophy you live by because that is the PC as long as you adhere to open standards. And we all know Apple's never gonna do that. And again, it's also made by TSMC. 
So they are going to make their own GPUs. I think. I think yes. they're going to end up making their own in the Macs. So yeah, it'll be awesome sauce for Mac OS users. It will not mm. be for Windows PC. <laughs> it's just not going to. That's just not. It'd be great if it was. Again, competition's good. If you took an M1 and you had Windows running on there and it ran a lot of stuff in an awesome way, go buy it, right? Mm-hmm. But ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, uh, I guess we'll have some more news about these uh, Radeon cards next week. Uh, now that I think about it mm-hmm. while we're on air, yeah, maybe we should talk over it if it's, a, if it's some sort of live event. Um, uh, we we want to get to some questions. It be depressing, though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, uh, let me switch over to that. Uh, if you have any questions during the week when we're not streaming live, maybe you're listening to the audio version or something, uh, go over to our Discord. A link is in the description. We have a channel just for Full Nerd questions. Put them in there. We'll get to them on the show. Um, the first one uh, comes in from friend of the show, Bori Zero, uh, talking about GPUs. Uh, is there a direct correlation between a new GPU launch and a mining boom? Happened around Vega launch. Didn't happen around Turing, but let's face it, Turing was pretty crap. Can we expect this every time a significantly better lineup of GPU launches from now on? It's actually an interesting point. I that is a that is a good point. I haven't looked enough into it to be able to speak knowledgeably. My gut says no. It has more to do with speculation stuff like that. Uh, but that being said, you know hardware that does much better at mining than before is obviously more profitable. Yeah. So that could in turn fuel that speculation into those. So I, I don't know enough to be, it could be, I don't know enough to talk knowledgeably about it. It does feel like there's a lot of moving parts there because you have yeah. you, Ethereum on 20 series wasn't really profitable, but Ethereum on 30. So 30 series sort of enabled Ethereum Right again. I'm not a huge minor nerd, so I don't know. But then also, what really sort of helped was this stupid, ridiculous speculation on the value of of the coins. Right, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Yep. So once you had the value spike up to insane levels, it was actually worth it to do it on you know way less <laughs> productive cards because now you're getting it's really the cost of the electricity that's the problem, and mm-hmm. so now it's actually oh it sort of makes it I. Yeah, I, I think it's entirely possible this is a cycle we will see for the foreseeable future, as long as there is, you know, mining built this way. Unless NVIDIA's mining nerf actually works. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't Ethereum designed to get away from ASIC-based uh, yeah. mining to make it more yep. democratic? Um, and you could also see, like, well, we're going to get beyond... Ethereum to yet another, you know, form of mining that takes advantage of, of future CPUs or GPUs. And that, again, steps onto the footprint of existing, you know, PC enthusiasts and gamers again. So I, I think it's yep. it, it is here to here to it, it will be here foreseeable unless, frankly, I think the only thing that would ever stop it is government intervention into. Right. Cryptocurrency, because, happen. yeah, it's not going to happen. No, I, and I, I don't mean, Brad, I don't mean. Intervention is we're going to stop this uh, because we care about PC gamers. I I think more along the lines of, oh, we as a government like to control currencies. So we are going to step on you now. And by the way, since we have a military and police services, we can step on you. So that's probably the only thing that would ever sort of change the whole thing up. That's an interesting question, though, 
the person who asked. I haven't looked into that. It's very well may be the case. Could be, yeah. Or, or uh, correlation does not equal causation, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's Never the reason does. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> say anything too definitive on it. Yeah. Yeah, but I would definitely say it's just sort of like there's a demand and somebody will meet it. And mm-hmm. if there's a 50 series, you know, uh, G-Force and there's a, you know, 90 series Radeon and you map some future coin onto it, yeah, it's going to – it'll drive demand up again. So, hmm. Interesting. Uh, all right, here's another uh, one from Liquid R. Uh, With demand by miners and bots making it harder to get cards and possibly delaying new budget cards – does that mean future games will have to account for older GPUs more than they normally would? Which I would say is weird uh, no, because I, 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 I would say, I mean, they're, they're already accounting for <laughs> low-end GPUs. Uh, that's the glory of the PC. Yeah, I don't right? think it... Yeah. yeah, it won't make any difference to how games are developed. No, yeah. they're still... You know, they games can run on integrated graphics. They can scale down and stuff. They got to run on the consoles. It's it's not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, if if anything, they're they're just targeting consoles, <laughs> like they continue yeah. to. And it takes. I think we had a similar question an episode or two ago. It takes years to develop games. Uh, the last time we had a mining boom like this was around the end of the ten series GTX ten series, so twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen or so. So if that was the case, we would be seeing that in games that came out now or in the last year or something like that because if mining did affect how game developers made their games, they would have implemented that during that last boom, and we're not seeing that whatsoever, so. Okay. Uh, Let's do this one from Oso Rojo said uh read somewhere that ddr5 will have ecc i know that's mostly something for servers so how will that benefit the average gamer slash content creator i don't actually think it's ecc um as in i i don't think it's traditional ecc as you think of it but uh if i i haven't looked too hard into it because it it feels like it's not going to be here quite yet but i do believe there is a registered chip for ddr5 but that does not mean every single dim you get will be traditional ecc ram um in in the way we've come to know it i don't i don't believe that to be necessarily true from my understanding of it um and you know there's there's a kerfuffle over this because linus said uh, linus torvalds said that uh we should all have access to ecc and all our cpus and it's Intel's fault that we don't have ECC because Intel likes to, you know, segment the markets. They basically made ECC support a Xeon only feature because consumers don't need it. And consumers do actually need ECC. Uh, I, I, my feeling is I, you know, Linus is, he's, a, he's a genius, but the vast majority of the hundreds of millions of consumer Machines have been sold without ECC support and have been fine. Where I do think he is right is because Intel did intentionally segment it because they wanted to make people pay more for Xeon. Um, 
there were there was no development. You didn't have RAM makers say like, "Hey, we're going to make a, a ECC RAM and market it to consumers." As you know, if you want to be a little more, you know, safety sally, you want the absolute most uh, safe RAM. So that just never happened. So I think he was very right that Intel did hurt access for consumers to ECC memory. I don't necessarily think the average person needed ECC RAM on a, on a laptop or desktop. It sounds like Linus wouldn't be a fan of the NVIDIA mining nerf. No, he's had <laughs> some very unkind words about NVIDIA as well, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, and I mean, gestures. He's, he's, he speaks and gestures. He's, he speaks his mind. So, yeah, I don't, but I don't think ECC is because that has been a belief with DDR5. I don't think it's actually really all that, but it is. It, there is a register chip that the memory controller has to go through. For DDR5, as I understand it, but we'll see. Uh, supposedly, Alder Lake will have DDR5 late this year, and some thoughts are Zen, 5, Zen 4 might have it too. So who knows? Okay, I uh, got an interesting question in here from Dave Richards. It says uh, their PC runs off an inverter. Is the inverter uh, bad for their power supply? They are a truck driver. Well, if it's a true inverter, it shouldn't be a problem because if it's a really clean, you know, true sine wave, I think it would not be a problem. But it does kind of make you wonder. It's so weird to go like to <laughs> go from your your 12 volt DC truck to an inverter to convert it to 110 volt AC, send it to your power supply, and then convert it back to DC. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely not the most efficient way to use power. But I'm going to guess your big rig doesn't have a problem with that and it, but it all comes down to your inverter if you have a really good true sideways inverter you'll be fine um in most pcs <clears throat> like i bought a i bought a you know cheap ass apc uh, ups on sale at um office depot and that thing is that is no way it's a true sine wave so it's it's getting pretty notchy um, AC out of it, so I'm, I'm as long as you have a real good AC inverter, I think it's fine. I'd be probably concerned about SAGs, you know, like if you know the others, if you lose power, that could be a problem. But you know, most big rigs, you know, those you never shut them off, so I think you're fine. Interesting, yeah, fun stuff. I, I never thought about the, cool the PC, yeah, PC gaming in a yeah. in a big rig. <laughs> um. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool if we got to the point where if somebody made a a DC, a, an actual DC power supply for desktop computers that just gives you pure DC the whole way. That'd be kind of cool. But but hmm. again, he's or she probably has excessive amounts of horsepower to feed it, so it doesn't matter. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, all right, um, here's one from NoCloud. Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, is there ever a time where distributing a workload between an external GPU and integrated graphics improved performance or makes sense? And I, I don't think they're talking about gaming. I think they're talking about uh, rendering workloads. Um, I just actually tested uh, the Acer Swift 3X, which is uh, Acer's first laptop that has an Intel Iris Z Max discrete gpu inside so in that system it's basically the same hardware configuration as the z integrated graphics in tiger lake but in its own graphics card with four gigabytes of memory 
And Intel rolled out a technology called Deep Link that basically lets you use all the encoders and the AI stuff in both of those GPUs at the same time. And it's very much in its early days, and it's only supported by a handful of apps for a handful of features. But when it works, it kicks all kinds of butt. Like, it was running circles around an RTX 2060 uh, on those very specific workloads. So, yeah, it can be beneficial if it's programmed for and you have a reason to do it. I hope I understood yeah. that question correctly. I, I think it was more for, for an eGPU setup, uh, an external GPU, uh, being able to plug it in over Thunderbolt 3, use internal to the laptop hardware and the GPU. Like, oh, hey, you know, I've, I've got a 3080 and an eGPU, which, hey, my video is finally going up tomorrow uh, <laughs> about yeah. 3080 and a eGPU. But then oh, also oh. the 2070 and the laptop, you know, being able to, mm-hmm. to use all this horsepower to compute. Uh, I haven't tested anything. Yes. Just games. I would imagine as long as you can address all those devices as whatever, say, OpenCL, whatever you're using, yes, because you're mm-hmm. basically taking internal GPU, external GPU, and if you want, you can then also throw in the IGP on the chip, assuming it has it in the laptop. Most of them do. Uh, I think the only problem with then wanting like, oh, I'm going to get greedy and also wanting to throw in the IGP for that OpenCL load is if whatever the workload is, is now um, thermally limiting the CPU cores as well. So like you sort of go for that extra, I mean, an IGP might give you, say, let's just say like 10% more on, say, some OpenCL um, workload. But now you're loading up the IGP, which is loading up the thermals of the CPU too. And if you have, say, a 2060 or a 2070 or a 30 series card in there, you could actually end up losing performance because you're you're heating that cpu up and maybe those those cores doing some of the administrative work is hurting you mm-hmm. i you'd have to look at it but yeah generally having more devices is going to help most compute open cl loads from the stuff that i've done yeah. and even some uh, content creation like davinci resolve can you know see all of the gpus in your system as well and connect it to your system so yeah it's something i, I want to do with the uh the content creation stuff I, I, with my eGPU, I, I mostly been focusing on games, but uh, I've been meaning to get to uh, to content creation workload stuff. I mean, it, it's still it's different. It's it's so dependent on what you're doing, you know, Premiere, DaVinci, uh, you know, what 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 kind, how many how many layers you're using, what kind of effects, what kind of plugins. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of you know narrow down and be like, well, here's my results for this project that i did uh but it could be completely different for years so i can't really tell you if it's worth it or not <laughs> that's yeah the, uh, that's i mean I, I does so davinci actually will do multi multi gpu render because that's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool because I, I know premiere certainly i don't think does it right right adam <clears throat> it doesn't do multi gpu renders so that's i mean that's when nice i mean i guess i haven't DaVinci, tried it yeah i don't know magic stuff no i i mean the, they they've been they've been a lot a lot more supportive of GPU rendering uh, way earlier than Adobe has. Uh, so it, it, that wouldn't surprise me. No, they can do it, right? Because you, you're, you're the disrupting software or hardware. You can, you, can, you can push forward when the big people can't. Okay. Uh, we got um, 
couple more questions uh, coming in here. Uh, Steelskin667, uh, thoughts on reusing CMPs for folding at home after crypto finally crashes? Good idea. Do good for the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, CMC Knight asks, uh, will the new Intel iGPU in 11th gen be PC World's GPU of the year? <laughs> <laughs> it, it better and, not you know, be. I, you know what? <laughs> it, if you think about it, it could be if, if well, I don't know. I don't, because it is 14 nanometer, but, you know, the, we keep seeing these leak stories. Those Rocket Lake parks are looking pretty good. So maybe, I mean, let's be honest, Everybody was hating on Intel 18 months ago, but now it's like, whoa! I can get a 10700K for 300. dollars It's I mean, like if that's it's the like only Intel's your best friend. If that's the only GPU you can get, or, or the the most readily uh, you know bought GPU out there, you know, yeah, it might, it might get an award. Yep, we'll this, see. This, yeah, it's Actually, pretty good too. I just go ahead. I was just gonna say, funny enough, that there was a sale. There was a huge sale on. Uh, uh, 10900Ks, so I, I ended up picking up one because, you know, it was cheap. They, they got them in stock. I'll, I'll, I'll do a build with them. How much was it? I think it was 400 uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's good. I think it was like 100 off. I mean, Is it's, that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that really, I mean, that just, I, I bet Intel's could just move up market share this next quarter because they are just, they're just killing everybody with the availability and pricing. Those Those integrated 11th gen... GPUs are pretty good too, actually. Uh, again, I just reviewed that Z Max yeah. uh, laptop, and it has it's going to be the same iGPU, I think, inside of Rocket Lake, I, I think. But regardless, yeah, but- if, if 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 you play with it, if you keep in mind what it is, you can play games at 1080p, no problem. Just put stuff to lowest or medium, and you know, keep in mind what it is, and it can run all sorts of games at lowest settings, which is really really great for integrated graphics so it very well might be the gpu of the year and actually deserve it unlike <laughs> that previous igpu yeah. <laughs> i would be interested though because for 11th gen it's 14 nanometer because it's that mm-hmm. back port 10 11th gen mobile with 10 nanometer is very impressive for you know mm-hmm. for igp but you know they have because it's 14 nanometer they have to cut back on the na- amount of CEUs I think, but you have such greater uh, uh, thermals on a desktop. I wonder if it ends up being just a wash because you can push a crapload more power through that desktop part than you can a laptop part. So it might mm-hmm. actually be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, come, come more friend questions here. Uh... CMC, well, not a question, but a comment. CMC Knight says, uh, now what we need is Intel to make ILSS, Intel Super Resolution uh, <laughs> technology. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, let's see. The RegTex 12 actually has a feature called uh, variable, variable rate shading, which basically lets graphics processors render big swaths of the same thing, less detailed things, at a lower resolution than the parts that are more detailed. So it can theoretically, and in a couple games we've actually seen it do it, increase performance quite a bit without a discernible difference to quality to the human eye. And now that it's in DirectX 12 Ultimate, it's in the consoles, it's supported by all these new GPUs. If that feature actually winds up taking off, it could be a big boost across the board for every graphic card out there, which would be great. 
Nice. It does Just require developer support, though, right, for VRS? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, that's going to make it really hard to benchmark games once it's implemented, so... If you're going vendor to vendor, I just kind of like thinking, you know what, we're going to make it fuzzier here. Somebody else is not going to make it fuzzier here. It's like, oh, God, that's just going to be a nightmare. Yep. Uh, we have uh, some uh, real quick rapid-fire questions about um, check-in on things. Um, let's see. Uh, Entropy Increase says, uh, when can I expect mid-range Zen 3 5,000 mobile laptops, specifically 5,600U? Gordon? Boy, I haven't seen any of the U parts launch yet. I'm gonna guess based on the well, mid range for you're talking about Ryzen five sounds like April because we're seeing some announcements. Oh shit, is that yeah? Okay, I think we're seeing news in April. So, yes, I swore there myself. Sorry, sorry, Mickey. <laughs> uh, so I would think probably a- April to May is where we're sort of finally seeing the U parts. In um, ultra portables, you're not talking about H. I'm guessing. No, you. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, well, then uh, to piggyback off that, uh, Faustus Zero says uh, any news on eight core Tiger Lake CPUs and RDNA two mobile. Tiger RDNA Lake two. is go ahead Q one right. I think end of the quarter is for Tiger yeah. Lake H. And AMD said first half for RDNA mobile. Uh, that could mean anything, though, because they said first half for uh, the next graphics cards as well. And those are getting announced next week, which is first quarter. So anytime between now and June. Yeah. They are coming, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one like this. Uh, Santo uh, Joshua Torre says, uh, oh, wait, do you guys have any updates on direct storage yet? No, it's still in its young days. Uh, it is available for developers to play with now, I believe. Uh, it is cross-platform. It's DirectX 12 Ultimate feature. So I'm real excited to see it in the wild. I don't expect to see it very soon. It takes time to work that kind of new technology in. But I'm excited for it, hoping to see it soon. No updates. Intel did say that their PCIe 4 storage is better, though. 11%. Mm-hmm. For Rocket Lake versus uh, you did have an Zen article 3. about that, huh? Go to PCWorld.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uncle Elias over on Twitch, a couple left, uh, says, uh, I don't know what they're referencing specifically. I don't, I don't, sorry, Twitch chat, I don't follow you as closely. Uh, it says, uh, Kamachi put out a tweet about AMD and their video VCN being discontinued or something. I didn't look into it too closely. Does Brad or Gordon know anything about this? I don't uh, off the top of my head, no. I have not heard of that. That's is their internal encoder or what's VCN? Maybe the know. person could say. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I uh, think that's their video encoder. Video core next, I think is one. Anyway. Okay, hmm. let's get to uh, a couple fun ones real quick. Finish out the show. Uh, ICS Servinit says, uh, what planet are you currently on, Gordon? Uh, well, you know, we're on, um, uh, what is it? SETI Alpha 6. It's a really nice uh, planet. 
Uh, weather forecast is pretty good. Got the uh, family van behind me. So it's the minivan. It's a good one. Galileo. <laughs> Galileo Alpha 2. Six. Yeah. Not Se- SETI Alpha 5 is, no, that's not, you don't want a vacation there. SETI, SETI Alpha, Alpha 5 is, is a SETI Alpha dive. Oh, yes. dang, shots fired. <laughs> All right. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Cesar Antilia says, uh, is Brad excited for the Mass Effect trilogy remaster because of your background? Oh, yes. Uh, interested. I, I flip between it, actually. I'm really excited. At first, I'm like, I'm not going to buy this because the shepherd I have in my head is my shepherd, and I don't want to play again and undo that. Mm. Uh, I actually went through, like, five different Xbox 360s, and the only reason I kept buying them is so I could finish my Shepherd's Mass Effect trilogy. So that's how big a <laughs> fan I am of that series. But I've decided that I played as a male Shepherd. I'm going to play as a female Shepherd, Renegade, so the exact opposite of what I did before. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Looking forward to idea. playing it. Yeah, crossing our fingers uh, you went, that it's you good. Went through, you went through five? I went through seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I that's when I uh swore off most console gaming. <laughs> I I'm still convinced it was a hundred percent failure rate, and the only ones that didn't fail are the ones that weren't ever turned on. Yeah, I had two red rings of death and the rest were all discreet drive errors, which is another very common thing. Yeah, those are the two problems I had too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question. Uh, Dave Richards, uh, I think he's a car guy, says, uh, what are you guys' dream car? Oh, boy. Hmm. You know, uh, dream car probably would be a Tacoma, nicely outfitted Tacoma. Or I think an FJ Cruiser would be nice. And, you know, I I actually, somebody around here has a really nice um Defender, you know, Land Rover Defender, it's just beautiful looking, but, you know, it's a British car, so. I'm forgetting the name of the car, which is weird because it's always been my dream car. But, you know, the one from, like, the 70s with the big, the back that's like a pickup truck that you could sit in. El Camino? Oh, you mean the Subaru? El Camino. Oh. Is that it? I would love... This is super dumb. Wait, wait. Uh, But anyway, I would... The one with the right? seats? You want the one with the seats, the Subaru? The no. Brat? With a little, like, no. hey, there's no seatbelt, but I got the ski poles to hold on to? That one? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me okay. Google this to make sure that's what it is. But anyway. El Camino, El Camino then, or Ranchero. For El Camino. Come on, you can. Come on, Google. El Camino. So the- that's definitely it. So what I want is <laughs> uh, a baller-ass El Camino. <laughs> Uh, that I get some sweet hydraulics put in it with a nice stereo system, and then I convert the back of it so that it's like a pool liner so that I can go from place to place and have a party in a thing. So basically I can jam with my, my stereo system, set put a hose in that back, set it up as a pool, hang out, have fun, and then when I'm all done, I can just turn on the hydraulics and lift it up and pour it all out. It'll be great. <laughs> That's always been my dream. Wow. I love, I love, I would love a stupid, blinged out car like that. Uh, so somebody on, Actually, uh, wait, on I'm YouTube has, add has done F-150. that. Just, oh, I love just that. any F-150? 
Uh, well, you know, no, because I mean, if we're talking about dream one, it would have to be like the seventy-five thousand no. dollar F one fifties that they get. Uh, we actually did that as a joke, Brad. So I used to work in a gas station, and you know, if you work in a gas station, you're a teenager, and you're always pulling gags on each other, like disconnecting spark plug wires out of cars, your friend's car. Uh, <laughs> so one of the mechanics went to dinner with the owner of the gas station. So yeah, hey, we're gonna fill up Brian's car with water. So we <laughs> we basically got like a tarp we put it in the back of the car and then we filled it up with like 400 gallons of water in the back of his, <laughs> his little Datsun pickup and we're like oh we need some goldfish we got to get some goldfish we didn't get the goldfish in time <laughs> so they come back from dinner Brian's like why is my truck basically it's like the leaf springs are flat because the whole thing is just like it's got like four tons of water in it and of course it was full of water we thought it was funny and he opens up the tailgate, it slams down, the water comes spilling out of the gate, goes across the lot, all the way across the street, hits the curb on the other side and starts coming back. That's how much water was in it. <laughs> and of course, we thought it was funny, but the owner's like giving us that look. You just like that was like fifteen dollars in water. Who's paying for that? <laughs> so, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh I the will hydraulics say- would have been nice. Uh, ever since the Dukes of Hazard, I've always been a fan of the Dodge Charger. I'd, if mm-hmm. if if I could have one muscle car, I would have a Dodge Charger, and I'd probably put the huge ass uh, spoiler on the back. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's that's my answer. Which is funny, uh, actually. Uh, Lindsay and I uh, like to to you know at at the end of the night just just binge on some 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 fun television. Uh, and and lately we've been watching uh, what is it called? Uh, no uh, restoration. Or, or uh, Rust. Oh, the one on Netflix. Yeah, the one on Netflix. They're like the Rust Brothers. It's up in Canada, Restoration Valley, or so something. Like that. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, and it's just so fun to watch all these these old cars. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge car guy, but it's fun to uh, <laughs> to watch that. I don't care uh, about I don't care about cars whatsoever, but I would kill for an El Camino like that. <laughs> yeah, my friend actually has a couple El Caminos. One of them, it's a it's a you know, the big block version is like a 454 and it has a very 1970s uh, technology. It, it had this, it had this air calling that when you'd start the engine would pop up. So it was supposed to improve airflow. And then just all those kind of 1970s. My other friend has a roadrunner and it has the air grabber hood. So when you're driving down the street, the, it would pop up. And it would increase, oh, yeah. supposedly increase the airflow to the carbs. But this. you know, <laughs> it's it's just total it's just total gimmick because you know if you ever look at a car, the airflow, it hits that front of the car, then it goes up and at an angle. There's no air actually probably getting in from those those foils or, <laughs> or anything. But that's just very nice. It's like that's something somebody should do in a PC where it has movable air intakes. Actually, <laughs> somebody did that before. I think I saw it about twelve years ago. Uh, Rust Valley Restores. That's the name of the show. That's that's what I've been watching. Uh, anyway, all right, cool. Well, that that was fun. Uh, fun way to end the show. Uh, Gordon, why don't you why don't you get us out of here so we can go eat some lunch? Yeah, definitely. Time for lunch. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And also, please leave us a review on those services. Every time you do, somebody implements some really cool 1970s technology car stuff into a PC. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Adios, yo. 
And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Uh, you know, I was trying to really quick think of a, a Dukes of Hazard quote, but nothing really came to my mind. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to say hardcore and go. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs>